0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head, but mostly role playing games. I promise. Yeah, so today I'm going to talk about the uh, second session that I played in of the Pathfinder First Edition Adventure Path Rise of the Rune Lords. And I got a bunch of really awesome call ins. So let's get into this thing. I played in my second session of the Rise of the Rune Lords campaign that I joined last night, and it was a blast. It was so much fun. I don't know, this group that I've joined. They turned out they uh, are just really, really cool people. I have these weird connections with the two the two other guys in the group that i 've never met. Turns out I have weird connections to them they one of them knows a person like one of my best friends. And one of them used to go to the restaurant that I managed for ten years all the time, and it was one of his favorite restaurants. so I learned that last night, and that was amazing but that 's not what we want to hear about. We want to hear about the game, yeah, so it was i actually we um, we 're exploring this goblin hideout kind of thing because we believe there is an evil cultist here organizing the goblins and sending them out on raids into the human lands we stumbled across a uh, room that was full of body parts and not on human you know faces and feet and hands and legs and shit so that was super gross and creepy but totally awesome uh and yeah when it came to combat i actually got to participate this time instead of just climbing up out of the water and holy crap, man, Pathfinder Paladins are monsters um yeah i was I was just kicking ass, and so that's one thing I want to talk about because, like I said, we play on roll twenty, so I was rolling lights well that this is what I want to talk about roll twenty was rolling lights out for my character i got a couple crits i was hitting all the time i was rolling crazy for damage but again i'm saying i was rolling and that's just not the case roll 20 was rolling and yeah while it was my character there's just something that's not as satisfying as when you crit when you click a button As opposed to when you crit and you roll a die. And I know that the math is theoretically the same. Uh, It's the same, you know, a die is just a random number generator. And that's all this computer program is doing. But there is something that's not quite as satisfying. And, you know, it is what it is. And that's why playing online will never... it'll never replace playing around the table for me. Uh, I just, like I said before, I don't think it's as fun. I don't think it. Yeah. I don't know that it can be as fun, at least not for me, but I, I still, I am having a blast and I'm so glad that I got in there and I'm learning a lot. Like I'm learning how roll 20 works. I'm learning how, uh, like the specific pathfinder, character sheet for roll 20 works and that's that's made it really convenient so yeah i'm just so happy that i was able to get in that you know the person that i replaced they they weren't consistent they didn't show up to games on a regular basis and if they didn't show up they wouldn't give notice like yeah so I got in, I'm in here now, and it's just been, ah, it's, it's, it's been so much fun, man. Leon Farmer, uh, that is my paladin's name. He, yeah. <laughs> he is a country bumpkin, uh, but it, it, it's been a pleasure to play him. I can't wait to see where this is going to go. We're getting to the end of the first book of rise of the rune lords and so that's exciting like to start the whole second book with this group together that should be really fun and another thing because um because i joined the group late and my buddy who got me into the group he joined the group a little bit before me but wasn't a member of the original group we are all going to be leveling up at different times uh, cause we have, dip, you know, I started the game at fourth level, but I started the game with the lowest amount of experience points to be fourth level. Whereas the other three members, they, they'd played a few sessions at fourth level already. So I think that's really neat. I don't see any problem with characters leveling up at different levels. Um, I, I've heard people talk about how there's no rational explanation for it in game Uh, that's maybe a different topic but there absolutely is in my opinion rational explanations for why different classes would level up at different rates uh i think it would take a hell of a lot longer to learn how to cast a spell than to swing a sword a little better but like I said, that's a different topic for a different day. This is just because we started at different levels. So the two guys that were part of the original group, they're going to level up maybe next session, maybe the session of, after that. My buddy Woody will level up uh, a few sessions after them, and then I'll level up you know, a few sessions after him. And I think that's really neat. I think it leads to some interesting and kind of dynamic gameplay. Uh, And no one will ever be too far behind. But uh, one of the guys in the group was saying that in the other game he's playing in, he spent three months of real time, three levels behind the rest of the party. And he said it was a blast. So... Yeah, like, I've never, well, not for a long time have I played in a game where the party is leveling up at different rates, but I really like it, and I don't really see an issue with it at all. But, yeah, so, we played for for about four hours, and for three hours of that, Roll20 was great. So we played from 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and Roll20 was humming along just fine. But as soon as and we cleared out the whole top floor of this dungeon that we are on, we went through a ton of rooms, just bang, 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 just clicking along. Once we hit that three hour mark, though, Roll20 just fell apart, just fell apart Um yeah, people couldn't hear each other. They could hear some people but not other people. So then those folks had to re everyone was refreshing pages. So basically in the first 3 hours we probably got through I don't know, maybe 10 rooms. We were we were flying, like I said. We were clicking along. And then in the last hour after roll 20 stopped cooperating, we got through two rooms in an hour and had to stop in the middle of a fight because it just it wasn't it wasn't working anymore so that's a bummer you know that's one of the hurdles of playing online you got to deal with that shit and that's cool man and and I think the original or the ultimate plan is whenever we're able I think we're going to get together in person that's that's the ultimate goal here. So, I, I I'll wait patiently and still have fun. Like I said, I'm still having a blast. I I love this game that I'm in. It's it's really really great. It's just interesting to see these, the hurdles that are inherent to online gaming rear their ugly heads. But yeah, that is that's it for um, for my gaming this week. Cause like I said, my 20th level game is done, so I don't know. Maybe I'll start running something else here in a little bit. But right now, I just have this one Rise of the Rune Lord game that I get to be a player in, and it's fantastic. All right, let's get to a few of these call ins. So I just realized that. My episode title might not make a whole lot of sense because I didn't really mention the fact that when we were in the dungeon, we killed basically an infinity of goblins. We just murdered so many and it was crazy. Uh, So yeah, that's where the title comes from. No pair for the dying goblins. (laughs) Also, just in case you didn't know, Iron Maiden fucking rules. All right, now let's get into those call-ins. Hey, Joe, Jason here. Just want to say hi. Just let you know, still here, still listening. Um, Hopefully we'll get reengaged here soon. Glad the 20th level game is going well. Glad you got in that Rise of the Rune Lords game. I'm very excited for you, my friend. That's excellent. I hope you have a lot of fun. Um, Although Johnny Grimm might be a little sad that you forgot about his forays into Roll20. But anyhow, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Yo, Jason, dude, thanks for the call in, man. And I was stoked to hear your new episode today. Like you heard earlier, I played in now my second session of Rise of the Rune Lords, which at this time I haven't played yet, but I'm not going to put out this episode until after I've played it. So this is as much editing and thought as <laughs> and planning as I put into my podcast ever. But dude, seriously, I, I did not mean to... Uh, Give the impression that I had forgotten about Johnny Grimm's foray into Roll 20. I do. I do clearly remember that, though. I tried to make it. I tried to make it clear that this is a little bit different than the that Roll 20 session. You know, this, we have our tokens and we, you know, move them space to space to space on the, you know, on a grid map and stuff in the map of a dungeon. It just, it feels a little more different to me. Nothing, not because of how it's run or anything, but just how much more involved Roll20 is with this game than it was with our um, awesome Altered States game. I'll I'll never forget Johnny Grimm, man. Uh, I'm so just happy and thankful to you that I got a chance to actually bring a character that I created in a short story I wrote in high school to life um you know fictitious life again in a really fun cool way dude that was really fun I'm so glad he died the way he died it's exactly how he would wanted it to have happened uh and yeah they got a stack out so he he totally lived but anyway, Jason, I, I appreciate you running the game. It was amazing. It was super fun. <clears throat> and I'm just glad. I was glad to hear you on
1: the mic again, dude. So welcome back, man. Pathfinder Grognod. Don't you mean Grognod 3.75? <laughs> hey, dude, it's John. I'm just listening to your Season 5, Episode 1. And your. Bit about being a pathfinder grognard made me chuckle so i thought i'd drop you a quick message i'm gonna get back to listening to the rest of the episode now take it easy dude stay safe hey there joe it's john again man and if you ever hear me saying that i like puzzles in a game you best check what i've been drinking or smoking man because i do not like puzzles in games whatsoever and don't get me wrong i'm fair played for people who do like them It's just not my bag. And I can understand the sort of the niche they occupy when it comes to planning a session. But they always just seem so like weird and out of place whenever I've come across them in a game. And it's like, they always seem to like slow down the pace of a game. So I I never really understand sort of why they, why they really need to be included. But like I say, they're just not my thing. I mean, fair play to anyone who does like puzzles. Absolutely, grand. Different strokes for different folks. Anyway, I'm gonna get back to the episode, dude. Take care. I'll catch you in a bit.
0: I hear you, John. They 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 do. They they slow down a game. Absolutely. That's also, I think, part of their reason for being in a game. You know, if you're if you're pressed to come up with an idea for a session, huck a puzzle in there, and that'll kill some time. But yeah, man, and like. I love puzzles. I fucking love them in games, even. I love them in games. I love that kind of shit. I love puzzles in real life, though. So, you know, I don't know, John, if you like puzzles in real life or not. Um, but I really do. So I like them in games. But they're they're just too much of a pain in the ass to run. Uh, because Because the DM is the one who's putting the puzzle together they know all the tricks and ins and outs and how to solve it, but the players don't. And so it's frustrating for the GM. It's frust It can be frustrating for the players. Uh, and plus the players are feeling the, the time pressure, you know, not only the time pressure in the game for their characters, but the time pressure of we're actually playing right now. We only have a set amount of time and this is cutting into our game session And so, yeah, they're just, they're, they're tricky. They, they are tricky. One thing I do find a lot in, you know, the actual plays I listen to, the games I play and the games I run and stuff is players tend to spend more time plotting out what they're going to do in order to solve the puzzle than actually trying to solve the puzzle and experimenting. Um, like Actually, interacting with the puzzle and finding out what information you know, what information you learn, that kind of stuff that that 's important you that 's how you solve the puzzle is you have to interact with it that 's why like puzzles that are if you fail it once you die are stupid that 's a poorly designed puzzle uh, if you 're going to put a puzzle in a game don 't have it be a real dire consequence because players need to be able to experiment with it in order to figure out how to how to solve it because just just sitting around and theorizing and coming up with a theory and then building a theory off of that theory and then on top of that and then experiment like spending half an hour of real life time coming up with one plan to test it once and only learning one piece of information, that's not an effective use of the time, right? Like take 10 minutes, five minutes even, come up with an idea, try that idea, try the first idea you come up with, see what happens. If that doesn't work, spend another couple minutes Try it again. And that way in a half an hour worth of time, you've, you've gained five or six pieces of information and probably have solved it by then. So it's just, yeah, it's a different, it's a different mindset. I don't think it doesn't take anyone particularly smart. You don't need to be smart to solve puzzles because that's what I hear players say when they get frustrated. Oh, I'm just not smart enough. And it's got nothing to do with intelligence. It's just a different way of looking at a problem and seeing how to solve that problem and trying to solve it through experimentation instead of theory. Yeah. So that's, that's my thoughts on puzzles. Anyway, thanks for the call in John. I appreciate it, man.
2: Joe, mate, I think 100 episodes is a great achievement, it shows commitment, it shows you're having fun, but the the episode that I want to celebrate is your episode number one, the fact that you came on the scene and decided to put out your own podcast, I know you've done the wheel or woe, but there's something a little bit different about Anchor. As you know, and these kind of personal podcasts, um, I'm really, you know, really glad you put yourself out there allowing me to come across you. And over the getting on for a year, I feel like, you know, we've got to know each other a bit. And man, it's it's been awesome. So episode number one, that's that's my favorite, man.
0: Man, Colin... Thank you dude that was I really really enjoy, that was great man you and your brother both sent me just awesome congratulatory messages thank you so much yeah my my first episode i i that is probably you're right that's probably my most important one you know it's the start it's what started this whole thing off and yeah dude absolutely Doing this podcast here on Anchor is night and day different from doing the Wheeler Wo podcast. It is, uh, yeah, it's almost like a separate activity altogether. But man, thank you for the call in. Thank you for your continued support and friendship, and just for being around, man. Uh, yeah, dude, I just, I really appreciate it. Thanks.
1: Hi, Joe. It's Barney. Just want to congratulate you on your Dalmatian and offer you maybe a gift, favor? Can such a thing exist? And here it is. I was thinking I'd like to do an episode on TPKs, but I actually think you're the man for the job. So I would love it if you and everybody else would just pile in with All of the best TPK stories that they've got. You're the host. You're the man for the job. What do you say, world? Let's let Joe Richter shine a light on all those amazing TPKs. Peace out. Every time I try and get out, they pull me back in.
0: I think I've actually used that joke before, dude. <laughs> but yeah, Barney, TPKs, man. I can talk about TPKs for sure. I can get into that a little bit more on the next episode, and I will try and couch it in terms of, you know, stories, my practical experiences with uh, with TPKs as opposed to the theory of TPKs, even though in short, uh, I don't personally see them as a bad thing. They're just a thing. Uh, But, yeah. So, thanks so much for your call-in, dude. I always appreciate it. You always have great ideas. You're a super rad dude. And I will speak to you soon and talk more about TPKs next time. Well, that's it for me folks thank you so much for listening thank you to the folks who called in uh to john from red dice diaries rdd rpg to uh colin from spike pit podcast to jason from nerds rpg variety cast welcome back man super stoked to have you and to um yeah and to barney from loco ludus man thank you for giving me a topic to talk about I can use more of that, so anyone that has anything else you want to hear me talk about, which I don't know why you would, but (laughs) if you do, feel free to let me know. I am nothing if not malleable. I know a lot of people that would totally disagree with that. (laughs) Anyway, folks, let me get out of here before I say something stupid again. Uh, I love you all. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Keep gaming and keep being awesome. Peace out.